It's about men. And penises. Look at that man. I bet he's got a penis. Please tell me you're recording that. I am. It is recording. Everything is recording, actually. Just, just roll with it. It's, just roll with it. <laughs> This is Swick Presents Outside the Galaxy, the podcast that takes a closer look at unique characters and people a little closer to home. Well, pitter-patter, let's get at her. Backstories. Well, we're bones. Histories. Wasn't me. And details. I love gold. You never knew. So this is Planet Houston. Wanted to know. No, I don't. Or ever need to know. You took four minutes of my life and I want them back. Now here are this episode's panelists of Outside the Galaxy. Hello, welcome to Star Wars The Character Presents Outside the Galaxy. <laughs> it's an Audi. <laughs> it's, it's really an Audi. It's a protubering Audi. Oh, Bulbous. Damn. My face hurts right now from smiling and laughing. That's what I bring you. <sighs> What are we doing, Dave? You, it's me and Tim today. Yes, I. Uh, we, we, we're doing a little thing here for Outside the Galaxy. Matt was going to join us, but he was being a good friend. So let's. I'll give it up to Matt for being a good friend. Matt is a good friend. He's a good friend. Can you name a better friend than Matt? You, Dave. <laughs> one with one that comes with benefits. Oh <laughs> well, maybe Matt. If Matt was closer to him, he would be your yeah friend, my with beneficial, benefits. my beneficial friend. Yeah, S- speak for yourself, sentimental lady friend. <laughs> so uh, we were just talking. Uh, I've come up with a little something. I haven't really done much because this is something to service. I'm going to service both you guys. I lay that. Well, yeah. men and penises. So we're in luck. <laughs> So I, I generally, we, you know, we guess and uh, nobody knows what we're going to talk about. It's like something that Chris and Tim have in common that they enjoy a lot. And Chris, what was your answer? What, oh, I, I said men at first. And Tim, what was your guess? Penises. Okay. And so this was all two different phone call conversations where <laughs> we didn't hear anyone's answers until, you know, if we were alone. <laughs> now, uh, is this about delicious hot dogs? No, it's no. <laughs> delicious <laughs> hot dog. Is it about so this, autographs collecting? So that is, no. this is about frozen bananas. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is about no, no, no. A, a a good humor popsicle. No, it has nothing to do with food. It does have to do with an activity that in the late 1990s, the two of you spent a lot of time doing together. Is it is it the conventions or going down the, to, to New York and getting autographs outside Broadway stage doors? No, this is going to get even more sexual innuendo. You did this activity together a lot. I would say nearly every night. And at times I was there and participated in this, but you always did it in Chris, your home. Well, that could be anything. Um, (laughs) The late nineties. Was it Mm -hmm. Tim? I think I know. I I think I know. You would play a Golden Eye. Yeah, that's what I think. It's it's Golden Eye. Laser leather. Lace on leather. Video game. Nintendo sixty four. We are talking about nineteen ninety seven's Golden Eye for yeah. the Nintendo sixty four. Yeah. This yeah. is the yeah. greatest day of my fucking life right now. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is. Oh, I don't even. What are you gonna say? Like what? I am. Fuck. I want to learn. Tell me. Well. I have a little bit of history and a little bit of background and just a little oh bit of God, like what the game entailed. But I remember you guys playing this game. Am I am I wrong in saying you no. played this every night? Yes. Yes. This this game was very popular. Very, very popular. Uh then there was the other one. Uh the one for the PS two that was also Chris and I would play that one a lot. Tomorrow never, uh, tomorrow never dies. Was that that one? Uh, no, I forget which one. I forget what the, 
I forget what that what that one was. That was the one that had like the, where you were in the Alps and you were shooting across the. Um, there was like the gondola. I the, I can't remember that one. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. It was uh, like the the multiplayer uh, or or where you know the the head to head. Um, we used to play that one oh, a lot. Head to head. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, I just remember going to Chris's house. And Tim lived down the street. He would walk down the alley, and it was just like it was like Tim's second home. So he would walk in and sit on the floor, and the two of you would play this game for hours. Yes, Goldeneye changed. Like I keep, I I knew I know some Goldeneye changed like video game history, kind of with the the multiplayer shit. Where it was just the graphics today, fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, back then, we were like, whoa. It was Spielberg now, level, yeah. And now it's like when you look at it, you're like, what? It's, it's, it's actually, I have, it's been a while since I've played it, but the last time I played it, which was probably a decade ago or so, I, w- I had a very hard time playing it. It was like, what is happening? Well, what's weird is when Daniel Craig got Bond, for some reason, I don't know why, and I did get it, they released GoldenEye... But an updated version with Daniel Craig as Bond, and so I pl- it was it was yeah like level for level yeah it was almost level for the level the same but like upgraded gra- graphics yeah with the graphics was like fucking amazing and shit yeah but I did get it just to see how it compared to the Goldeneye game but that that four level you know that four player game man, and the golden gun and you hide in the walls and, and you got bazookas and you could fucking yeah. get the watch with the laser beam and shit. Oh, I love this game. Well, that's what I remember us doing. We would play the multiplayer. I'm going to get to the multiplayer. I'm going to see how much you remember. This is almost like I want to do like a walk down memory lane for you guys, because I remember this being not that it was important to you, but it was a very considerable pastime. For both of you. Yeah. Um, it came out in 1997, two years after GoldenEye was released, but before Tomorrow Never Dies. So it was kind of got you over, for Bond fans at least, got you over the hump between movies. Um, Tim, how much of a, I know Chris's Bond, you know, love is is off the charts. How are you mediocre or that much? I, I enjoy the Bond movies. Um, I don't. I don't like. I'm not like super like follow them. There are certain ones that I know more about than others, like like Goldfinger and Doctor No. You know the the, the early ones and like uh, uh, Living Let Die. Like the, the the really good ones are the ones that I like pay attention to. The the uh, the Pierce ones for some reason. Um, Die Another Day is my favorite of the Pierce ones. The last one he did, hmm. but but I I mean a lot of them I haven't I haven't seen in in a long time, so I couldn't even tell you what uh, everything about them anymore. Okay, and Chris, I know you're I just, yeah you're a super fan. Yeah, um, I grew up with my dad watching these Bond films, and then I fell in love with them, and then it's just you know it's just. A really great pastime to watch, and you know, on Bond, Bond is the shit. And I did grow on Daniel Craig, so. <laughs> yeah, Chris, I, I remember when <laughs> Daniel Craig was announced. Chris was so against it. He was like, Ugh, "James Bond's not blonde," and <laughs> and I kind of had to remind him, like, "Well, actually, if you read the books, he is blonde." He's like, "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna read the books. Shut up. But I just thought he Daniel Craig. I thought like, what was the one that? Everyone that got him this this part. What is that movie? It's one title. It was like a oh, layer cake. Maybe is that the one? Layer 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 cake was his most Bond like movie yeah. before. And I don't remember Bond. him. Like I I thought he didn't look like a Bond in that movie. Like his, I don't know. He was just he was too short his hair. But it it, it he he definitely grew on me. And he's still not my favorite Bond, but he did grow on me. It is gonna be weird. Because we are now coming into an era where they're going to get an, another Bond at some point. And this will be the first time the Bond has been younger than us. Oh, wow. So it's going to be, it, it could be one of those, one of those instances where, you know, where, you know, what they say with sports teams, you know, you never buy a jersey or wear a number of a player younger than you. <laughs> yeah. 
I didn't even Tim. You have just ruined Tim, you my just life. Blew our minds, and and I hate you for that because <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't like. Who would you guys like in today's actors nowadays? Who do you think would be a good Bond? Jeez, I, oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I it, it would it would have to be someone British. Um, I know, I know everybody. Or I, I won't say everybody. I know that there are certain groups that would want them to choose someone who is not Caucasian, and I don't think they're going to do that. I think I think it is going to be a white British guy in his mid to late thirties. Well, I've been hearing rumors yeah. of, of Cavill, maybe or Loki, that that guy. I don't. I, I yeah. I don't think. I well. I don't think it's going to be either of them because they're too high profile. They're already commanding way too much money uh, for yeah, them to true. put behind it. So it's it's going to be someone that we've heard of, but it's not going to be someone that has already fully formed Done something. Their, yeah, has already fa- played their iconic role. Right, right. And right. Cavill, you know, Superman. You can't you can't beat Superman and Loki. You can't beat Loki. I mean, it's like Bond. Bond doesn't beat either of those, so they're they're gonna have to go with you know I don't know, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, oh Christ! <laughs> no, is he well, British? I don't, even, I don't even know if he's British. No, he's French. I mean, he's a <laughs> French French American. I've heard him on things. He speaks like yeah. fluent French and stuff. I, I can't stand that guy. But uh, the only person I ever wanted to be Bond was passed over in the, I guess, um, Daniel Craig selection, which was Clive Owen, who is way too old. Oh, yeah, yeah. Clive Owen's like 60 now. Yeah, I love Clive Owen. I thought he would have been a great Bond. Uh, But, you know, going with an unknown is always a good thing to me. It it works. You you don't have, like Tim is saying, people bring baggage. Uh, Give me someone with no baggage. Right. The villains the villains can be people that have done other things. Yeah. That that yeah you that you recognize them from. But the the guy has has to be someone who's not fully appreciated for his work yet. And the, the girl the Bond girls are just like whatever you know whatever hot starlet is out at that time. And sometimes they go on to other some things, uh, some other times not so much. I want to say right yeah. now, like, how great, I mean, we all know that we're all friends, but I just want to know how great, I want to tell you, Dave, how great of a friend you were, because when you came over, no offense, and you know this is true, <laughs> you suck at those games, but you came over <laughs> and you sat there for hours and just watched us play, like, without playing yourself, and that is a true friend. <laughs> well, I mean, I appreciate that, but I think that's part of why this game was so popular was because it was even for I mean, this is long before this is before people were using the Internet. This is so it was certainly before yeah. Twitch, but it was like my I think I invented Twitch. I think that's what I did. <laughs> I would sit and watch this game with you and knowing that I love Bond and it was following the story of Goldeneye, at least the game with the, you know, you're shutting down this the satellite and that kind of stuff. Um, it was entertaining on some level and kind of tense. I knew you guys were gunning for each other and I would watch Tim's screen and I would watch your screen and I was long dead. <laughs> yeah, you know? your screen was all yeah, red already, yeah. And you motherfuckers would like kill me fast. And then like someone would like my body would be on the ground and you would just like fill it full of lead. Yeah. Who would just aim <laughs> the gun at your head and keep on shooting to us all holes yeah. in the ground. Like it was like virtual teabagging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't last it was I wouldn't last for very long. But the game was so good that even as a non player, it held your attention in a movie type way. Yeah. So the the game designers deserve a lot of credit. I'm reading stuff now. They they won many many video game awards. This game was so popular. It's one of few games that sold over eight million copies. Mm. And I'll ask you. I, I have a game for you guys later. A little trivia game Ooh, uh, okay. about Bond. Uh, this is the number three 
best-selling Nintendo 64 game of all time? Do you have a guess as to what one and two are? It has to be Mario, Mario Brothers. It has to be one of those two. Mario Kart. Yeah, Mario Kart. Oh, Mario Kart. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's basically it. Super Mario 64 yeah, sold yeah. Uh, almost 12 million copies. Uh, and Mario Kart 64 sold almost 10 million. There's- and then GoldenEye is third. And, it, and it, like I'm looking at the list of all the games. All of the games, and I feel like this is one thing that Nintendo does more so than other gaming platforms. They have their own characters. They have their own universe. They make their own games. So all of the top 10 games are Nintendo games. It's Donkey Kong 64, Super Smash Bros. You know, like all that stuff. GoldenEye weasels its way in here because it was so compelling to play and to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's... uh... They, we had we had hours and hours like late nights. That game was a shit. Like I want to play it again. Like I want to play it, but the graphics suck now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you guys were both very good at it, so it was fun to watch you doing it. I understand my my son, um, and the his his housemate and is in down in Philly. They watch these guys play like Super Smash Bros and stuff like that. I I. I mean, we're getting older, right? Like, you know, Tim has pointed that out. I understand why people would watch people that are very skilled at something. It's like watching sports. These this EA this this electronic gaming sports kind of league is huge, right? Yeah, and people make a living. Like people do this and get paid for to play video games. Yeah, I know. Um, I've gone to different like conventions and stuff and they have super i've never i don't even know super smash brothers is but they have like super smash brother tournaments and i'm like yeah it's all the nintendo characters zelda donkey kong mario like kirby yoshi i don't like those games it's like it's like whatever like double dragon but times 400 we just fight each other and i'm i'm pretty bad at those games like i don't really know all the moves and those games to me don't excite me well they they study and train those guys I believe it. Yeah, yeah. I've I've never been I've never been a, uh, a yeah fighter game. I remember when Star Wars put out that what Masters of the Terracasi. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like it was like what the fuck is this boring ass game? You play it for like I mean you you bought it you own it. But I do. You're playing it for like it it gets bored an fast. hour and and you never want to play it again. Well, we have one of I think it's called Injustice, where you can be superheroes. Like Batman against Superman, or you know Aquaman versus the Flash, and uh, it's cool because you you can use their their main powers. But after a while, like to me, fighting games after a while just get I don't know it's 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 it's, it's it gets old. There's nothing new, kind of thing. Well, to me, you guys were that version of that. To me, if there was a league back then, um, the two of you could have been competitive in something like this to me uh you know like i'm a i'm a i'm a noob like i don't i don't i don't understand these kind of games you're right i suck at these games <laughs> you yeah. guys were both really good and the thing that you were really good at is that i'm going to kind of quiz you again a little bit here on this multiplayer like you played the game certainly i'm sure and solved the game but the multiplayer was the thing that made it popular am i wrong no not at all you're 100 percent correct it was the the multiplayer game which is why everyone wanted to fucking play it and that's the kind of game too like and you're right before Streaming and all that shit. We could, you could stay home. You stay at your house. I stay at my house. No, you had to go somewhere, all four of you, whatever, to play together all at once. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, here are the multiplayer modes, and let's see if you remember these. Yeah, it's been for a long. Yeah. Tell me what happens in you only live twice. I mean, I have the answers here, but I want to see if you guys remember. Do you have two lives? And that's it. That's it. Okay. That one's pretty straightforward. Uh, tell me what happens in License to Kill. Ooh, one shot. Is it one shot? No, that's, that's the um, Golden Gun version, I think. No, Tim's right. Whoa, is it really? In, in License to Kill, players die from a single hit with any weapon. Now, that's cool, but that's kind of realistic, you know? You're right. I mean, if you get shot, you and, and die. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, right. it's like, right. yeah, that, that does make sense. Now, the man with the golden gun. That's the, If you have the golden gun, one shot kills. 
And am I wrong in remembering that there is one golden gl- gun for the entire scenario? Correct. And like you, you just kind of happened to you find it, or was it, it always? Yeah. Okay. And I think I don't know. Like if you had it and I kill you, can I pick yours up? I forget. I I seem to. I seem to th- remember. I, I may be wrong, but I think that when you kill the person with the golden gun, the golden gun reappears somewhere else. Because oh, then, right. because then it's basically back and forth. You pick up the golden gun and then go find the guy. Bing. I think you're right. And you then, had to go find it somewhere else now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim is right. Once the golden gun yeah. is picked up, the only way to reacquire it is killing the player who holds it, and it goes back to a fixed location. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, the thing that made you really good at this game, and I'm sure anyone listening may place it, and I and I hope at this point, if you're listening to this, you're as big a fan as Chris and Tim were, and me too. I, I mean, I'm a fan. I just sucked at it. Um, <laughs> you memorized these maps, yeah, right? Oh yeah, you knew there was places in the wall you could hide, like you could walk mm-hmm. in the wall and just wait to see someone come down the down the alley or something. You could pop out and uh, get them, but yeah, so like a glitch. No, I think there was like certain spots where you could hide in the wall, like an event kind of thing. But you could just hide in it. You could hide in the vents too, in the bathroom stall. Yeah, Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You, and you could look down. So if the person came in, you're like, oh, I see you, Mister <laughs> Mister Fuji, or Mister what is that guy, Mister uh, or Odd Job, <laughs> taking a shit. Yeah, but it wasn't a glitch. I was like, I think there was. You could find certain spots, but or there's spots you you knew. If I stay in here. I'm covering left, right, and middle. Like, like, no one can get me from behind. This is my spot. Okay. That's it's, my spot. It, <laughs> what about, this is the last one they have. What about the living daylights? That one I don't remember at all. I, uh, no, I don't remember the, the scenario on that one. I can't imagine you guys playing this scenario as much as the others. It's basically capture the flag. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Whoever has the flag longest after, let's say the game is five minutes. Whoever has had the flag in their hand the longest wins. Yeah, I remember that now. I don't think I played that much. Yeah, you're, you're right. Just because you guys wanted to kill each other like you yeah. generally do. Well, kill. I have a question, and it's been so long. Could you? Could I play this? Could someone play this game by themselves with three computer people with them or no? No. No? Okay. This was before the age of the online playing. No, but like, isn't there sometimes you can, with the computer, you, they they have people pop up. Like, it's not anyone out there in the world. It's the computer. It's the game. I don't think so. I forget. Mm-hmm. So, I wait, so. so you can play, you can play four player, two people. Player, you couldn't do you couldn't do manual. You could not do multiplayer by yourself. And I want to say, I want to say this is. I think I know from Mario Kart, and it's a smart move for Nintendo to have multiplayer anything back in the day because you wanted to play more than than one person. You had to buy three more fucking controllers. Right. That was yeah. <laughs> you know that was I mean? the so Nintendo was making money on that right there. Eh, that's funny. When uh, I remember when the the N sixty four came out, it had the four, the four ports. Yeah, and you're like, oh, yeah. But you had to get three more fucking controllers and shit, which are like whatever, twenty five, thirty bucks back back in the day and shit. But you had to, yeah, you had to have four of them there, so you could, you know, come on. You can't just, you know, you, you could take turns, but that ain't fun. How many people opened that and looked at all those ports and went, I don't have any friends. <laughs> You know, I was just—I was just thinking that I was—I was thinking I—I I, I was probably thinking, who the fuck is going to play with four people? <laughs> right. I bet you it's like for like a family of four. Like they had the Nintendo, like you know, the Mario Smash thingies, and they even have like there's another game, Mario Party. I don't know if they had them back in, when that came out, but where you have your family, it's like Monopoly, and you play all the the, the characters. So maybe that's why they had the ports. Well, that was that was like. Innovative because yeah, like before, games were single player for the most part. Very rarely did they have a game where two people could play at the same time. So it was usually like player one dead, player two you're up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it was around this time that this idea of people playing all at the same time became a thing. And then eventually online playing and 
and that sort of stuff. And this gave way to like Star Wars Battlefront and and that kind of stuff. Well, it's funny that you bring that up because I'm reading like I mean, every, this game has a legacy like not many games do. Um, it took the idea of early games like Doom. Um, which I never played. I, I mean, I didn't play games on PCs and and, and that kind of stuff. PC games, yeah. Right. Like it took that idea though, and was the the bridge to things like Halo and Call of Duty. Um, its influence in video gaming is you can't really quantify it. Yeah. I don't think. Um, I'm reading a list uh, just of of how many different publications have listed it as not just like one of the greatest games of all time, the greatest game of all time. Um, Electronic Gaming Monthly, uh, easily the best movie game, and more importantly, the best first-person game ever. Uh, I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on about all of these things. I I could read these to you for a long time. Um, Greatest game list, number one, number one, number one. Uh, It... It's like Chris said. It it, it changed, changed games, video gaming, games. Whatever, yeah. But yeah. if you if you talk to people, like say under thirty, they probably would hate this game. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. they have grown up in an era where there have been games that have been visually uh, and and I guess I guess content wise more exciting, and then you have this game, which is relatively sparse even even the i mean the multiplayer is one thing but even the game itself is relatively sparse you know you have a you have a just like in the movie it's like bond isn't always killing 35 people at the same time it's like he's sneaking up boom, and then a minute later boom, boom. so it's yeah you know what i was thinking and i i this this actually came up at uh, at work it was a conversation where I, we were talking about first-person shooters, and I told them people I didn't, I didn't, I, I haven't played video games in years. But I said they should take some like old classic video games and turn it into a first-person shooter. And I think the best game, classic game that they could turn into a first-person shooter, Dig Dug. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be pretty cool. You're in the you're, It's basically Doom, and all of a sudden those things like come up. You know, they bust through the ground, and oh, there you are. And then, or they they phase in like, and you yeah, and they're just coming at you through the walls, and you and you have to dig through the walls and get out, and then you you find yourself in another tunnel, and you have to hope there's nothing in there. I think that'd be a cool dig dug Doom. I'm surprised they haven't DVD. made a dig dug movie yet. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. Well, I, I like, Chris, what you said at the beginning, and I'm glad. I mean, I, I I just really, I mean, all I wanted for this episode is what you guys have just done. I wanted you to kind of geek out about the, the things that you used to do and and kind of show the passion that you used to have for this. And it, it, it still seems like you do. But Tim would agree with this. And Chris, you said it, and we're reiterating it here. Things that change the game or change the system are really legendary and you, you think about it in sports um tim knows like somebody like bob gibson who was a pitcher for the cardinals was so good as a pitcher and so dominating that they changed the height of the mound because because it wasn't fair he was that good that's what this game has done for for video games it's changed it's changed the landscape of what they were Absolutely, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I I remember everything about this game, and yeah, it was just it was. You would I would go to work and just fucking rush home and you know fuck fuck dinner, fuck showering, turn on the golden eye, you know. I, I just want to sit there and, and play it until my fucking uh, thumbs bled, and all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Part of me is is happy that I don't have a video game system anymore, because and I, I've I've told this to Chris. And Dave, I think I probably also said it to you. Uh, some of those games, especially the open world games, I will play for hours and hours and hours on end. And I think if I had a video game system, I would still be playing like Hulk Smash or like Spider-Man 2, the video game, all the time because it's like those games never end. Yeah, and it's you an just open keep world. Playing, you find new shit to just, do constantly. And, and, yeah, and Obi, I, I used to play Obi Wan like that, and The Sims. You just play for hours, and 
I would be much, much, much less productive in the world had I yeah. had a if I was to be playing video games because I would just be playing them. I would come home from work and I'd play them for four hours. Yeah, and yes, I'd go to I sleep. I'd get up and I'd try to play for an hour, and then I go to work, and then come back and play for three or four hours. I would never do anything. Yeah, you're right. It's the you, you can tell that something like that is so addicting and um, maybe unhealthy in some way that you start to learn the geography and know your way around Manhattan from <laughs> playing Spider-Man Two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's like oh, let, let me let me go all the way up here to Columbia University. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, like like you're in Manhattan. You're like oh, we're close to the Bowery. How do you know that Spider-Man Two? <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man Two. <laughs> yeah, it's great. There's Grace Papaya over there. Luke, Luke's played both those games, and he's he's. I just come home, and he's just swinging around and fucking his yeah. building and everything. So yeah, I, I mean, this is the, the 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 old man in me, but yeah, I do feel that there are a lot of people that play way too many video games, and then when they're not playing their video games, they're on their phone, and so I I I guess our our iPhones will some will tell us that you used you know you were on your phone an average of so yeah. much time each day last week and whenever i look at that i'm like oh my god i'm like on the phone all the time and then i talk to someone else and they're like and i say oh yeah i'm on for this amount of time and they're like oh yeah mine says like nine hours a day i'm like nine hours a day <laughs> your uh, your phone is 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 clicked on uh so i'm like holy shit i mean mine uh, like I, I remember, like when I would take take trips, you know, and I'm using MapQuest or, or, you know, for whatever. And at the end of the week, it says you were on your phone an average of four hours and eighteen minutes. I'm like, holy shit, four hours! And that that's that's would be like dr- like on my trips, I'm driving and the phone is open for like, you know, three or four hours while I'm driving. I'm like, holy shit, that's that's crazy. It's crazy, it's crazy, crazy man. It's insane. I I have the um the um, switch and I I got that Mario Wonder game that came out a couple of weeks ago, and I I love I mean I love Mario. I I play anything Mario, and it's the old classic kind of like left to right kind of game, and I don't play it a lot. I play it when we're watching some kind of show that I don't really have to pay attention to, like Celebrity Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, whatever that shit is. But um, I can't. I it's it's an hour to pass, and I'm like, oh my god, I've been on this thing for over two hours already. And it is. I mean, video games are just fucking addicting. But video games today, they were so. You know, it's like real shit. Like I've seen Dave play his sports game. It's like you're like on the field with people who have pores and and whiskers, and you know what I mean. Every sweat, like everything. Oh yeah, I used to. I loved loved NHL '95. For the Super Nintendo, that game I could, uh, you know, because you could do season, and you could create your own players, and you could trade them, and you know, and and, and they, I think they did that also with uh, um, on the PlayStation. You could do or Xbox, you do career mode, and so yeah, you 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 would create your players, tra- you would, and they could get traded and sign as free agents, and you'll be playing, and all of a sudden you'd be playing your own the player you created. Against you, I always I loved those games. I loved I loved and I loved seeing the stats and seeing how my players matched up against like Mario Lemieux. <laughs> like I always mine would always be like Clark Kent, Lex Luthor, Barry uh, Allen. So I, the, yeah, my my players were always like named like that. Dave, did did you play your your sports games back in the nineties and shit? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean always. From like regular, uh, you know, Tech Mobile all the way up oh my to, God, yeah. You know, I mean, I've always all the Maddens played back in the day. Matt, yeah, the the and and I have a PS, a PlayStation now. So um, the best thing and the thing that I spend the most time on is MLB the Show. That's the thing uh, that, like, you see me play. It's it's like you're playing the broadcasted game. Yeah, it's that good. And a lot of golf too. I play a lot of golf, so. Well, I appreciate your conversation about this. This is exactly what I was hoping for, and you guys came through. I have a Bond game for you. Oh, okay. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but to me, one of the greatest things about the James Bond franchise is the music. I'm I'm done. (laughs) You're you're playing a trivia game with Tim about music. I'm done. 
Uh, yeah, but it's it's movie themes, and I'm not always, you know, I'm not always hip to that. Well, what I'm going to do is uh, there's certainly the score. The score has always been iconic and and wonderful. Uh, but the thing that people remember a lot is the theme song from each movie. So I'm not going to do all of them because some of the people, even though they're very well-known theme songs, the, the recording artists are not somebody that most people know. I'm going to hit you with the, the song from each movie, and you got to tell me who the recording artist was. Okay? Mm, okay. okay. So, Timmy, you're going to go first. I'm not doing all of them. We're going to start in 1964 with Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Oh, oh, you just want me to say who it is? You're not playing it? Yes. It's uh, uh, Shirley Bassey. That is a point for Tim. Chris, Fuck you, you got, Chris. Yeah. You got your hands full. Yeah. Um, if you can't get it, the other person may steal. We kind of always did trivia on all of our shows, and that's okay. the way we did it. And that's what we're doing now. Tim, or Chris, excuse me. 1965's Thunderball. I think I think Tim just saw him. Um, is it? Uh, oh yes! Oh yes! <laughs> is it? Is this, uh, fuck, is his name Tom Jones? I don't even know what his name is anymore. Tom Jones, Ben Dennett, Den Dennett, that guy. I love how you're asking, and you're talking to the world's biggest Tom Jones I fan. I thought so. Yeah. Playing against <laughs> Tom Tom Jones is my all-time favorite male singer. All-time favorite singer in general. I love Tom Jones. Tom, and and I, I'll tell you what. I hate the Carlton song. I hate What's New Pussycat. I love Thunderball. But why do you like Tom, Tom Jones so much? I hate his. I hate a lot of that early Tom Jones stuff. I personally believe that the best stuff he's done has been in the last 20 years. He's like 85 now. So... In his 60s, 70s, and early 80s, that has been the best work of his career. Well, Tim, there's a bit of trivia on each of these songs then, too. Um, I find this fascinating. Jones allegedly fainted while singing the final high note of this song. I can see that. It's not unusual uh, to find Tom Jones on the floor. Yeah. At least not without a woman on top of him. Elvira. Cassandra Peterson. Oh, really? She claims that she lost her virginity to Tom Jones. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a that's a mind meld. She uh, uh or I um uh I I don't I don't he did not play Thunderball the last time I saw him, which was back in April, I think. Um but the last time, the last two times I saw him, I saw him back in 2016 and I think 2014 or 2012, something like that. Um, he did. And uh, the one time he played it, his tour was real stripped down. It was basically uh, a bass player, a guitarist and a drummer. So he basically did a stripped down, almost like a rockabilly version of Thunderball. It was awesome. That's cool. Well, we're tied. Okay. One to one. Chris, 1967's You Only Live Twice. Oh, no. Nope. I do not know that one. Oh, wait. That was that was actually Tim's turn anyway. Tim, Good. You Only Live Twice. Tim, you know that one? Mm, is that Lulu? This would be Nancy Sinatra. Oh. So, Chris, now it's your turn. Okay. 1969's On Her Majesty's Secret Services is the movie. The song, We Have All the Time in the World. Is it? It's that Mm. guy. This pisses me off. Is that the guy? That guy's sky is so blue. (laughs) I don't know his name, though. Is that? I think it's him, but I don't know. I don't know the guy's name. I'm out. (laughs) Tim, you can steal. Stretch Louis Armstrong. Oh, yeah. Louis Armstrong is career. Yeah, yeah. Skies are blue. Yeah. Red <laughs> roses, too. <laughs> Zimba, dimba, dimba, too. 
Scooby Scooby Doo. Fuck. Tim, back to you. This is a layup for Tim. Live and Let Die, nineteen seventy three. Uh, Guns N' Roses. I mean Paul McCartney. <laughs> I, like, I like that version too, actually. Guns N' Roses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do it. They do it live. It's. I like it, but I'll tell you what I don't like about it is during the part where do na na Axel feels the need to go. Wah! <laughs> That's it. That's just him falling down. Yeah. Duff McKagan actually dropped an amp on his toe. Yeah. Do it once. Don't do it every because they do it like like three times in the song. Just do it once. One one is one and done. Axel. Well, that was Paul McCartney and Wings. Uh, Chris, the movie "The Spy Who Loved Me" nineteen seventy seven. The song "Nobody Does It Better." Oh, that's um, that's the big mouth, uh, Carly Simon. <laughs> not like just mouth. talking but her smile goes from from the back of the head to the back of the head <laughs> no yeah the movie the movie smile was about her <laughs> yeah shows remind me shows remind me of janice the muppet oh from, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey man hey man yeah. nobody does it better than you man uh, it was a major hit, nominated for a Golden Globe and an Academy Award. Many of these were. Damn. Uh, but we're back to Tim. Let's go to 1981's For Your Eyes oh, Only. Oh, one of my favorites. Your Eyes Only. Is that Sheena Easton? It is another Scottish person, Sheena Easton, also nominated for Academy Award. You'll like this, Chris. Yeah. This was written... By Bill Conti. Oh, is that the the Rocky guy? Yeah, That's, I didn't know that. that. I never knew that. Neither. That was the first Bond movie I ever saw. For your eyes only. That's one of my favorites Sheena, in my youth. Yeah. Sheena Easton. I I guess she's retired. She used to be so hot, so hot. Want to touch sign? She she was she used back to. Then. She was like. A knockout. She made Crystal Gale look like <laughs> Crystal Light. Uh, I'm sure Prince touched that, honey. I'm sure. <laughs> Love sexy. Chris, a layup for you. Yes. 1985's A View to a Kill. The name's Bon. Simon LeBon. Um, <laughs> Duran Duran. Uh, that's Did, great. Chris, Tim, you, you, you saw them, right? Yeah, yeah. Just I didn't see them, no. I did, yeah. It was awesome. They were, they, those guys are 70 years old. They're, they fucking kick ass. Yeah. And they do, I told Chris, like, the thing that was so cool about it was they don't shy away from what some might consider corny. They play the Bond thing with the, you know, the, the muzzle going across the thing yeah. and he does he does the bond simon Lebon. he does not give a fuck That's awesome he's awesome so yeah they're, they're, they're that that show was so good it was just like awesome yes it was tim 1987's the living daylights oh <laughs> i believe it's aha uh-huh. <laughs> the living daylights. This is my favorite. Favorite song? My favorite Bond song. Yeah. Living daylights. This is the yeah. It's just the perfect amount of like eighties kitschiness that I I love this. I love this song. It makes me feel. It makes me feel fourteen years old. Well, it, it's such a it's such a great song. Isn't I mean I think I know the answer to this and and you get knocked down a little peg. They. Mm. Don't you like Dalton a lot as Bond? Until Daniel Craig, Timothy Dalton. T Dalt was my favorite Bond, oh my yes. <laughs> um speaking of aha, at work, one uh, one of the stage crew guys he's not a piano player, but every once in a while if the piano was out on the stage and he's walking by, he'll stop and I'll just hear him go ding 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 Ding, 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 ding. And like he's been doing it for a long time and he's never gotten any better. (laughs) 
He's still trying to work it out. Yeah, I mean, uh, granted, it's better than I could do. I, I can't, I, I, I can't play any of those notes. But yeah, I just like I just hear ding, 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 ding. I'm like, oh, there he is. The trivia on this is interesting as well. This theme was only chosen as the theme song when the Pet Shop Boys entered their, you know, song to be the theme for the movie, and the studio rejected it. West End Girls. <laughs> West End Bond. I always, so that's something I never knew. Like, I thought the Bond people came to you and said, Can you make a song? I didn't know that you could, like, write songs and say, How about this one? And then they could pick. I never knew that. There's... According to this, Pet Shop Boys had a song that was supposed to be the theme, and the studio said, No. And this was chosen as. <laughs> there was, there's another. I don't, I don't know if you're going to talk about it. There's another band that had written a song for a Bond movie, <laughs> and they submitted it too late, and someone else made their way into the – had their Bond mo- song chosen. We're down. It, All right, well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> if we get there, and I don't mention it because I'm just kind of doing this off the cuff, um, please, please uh, let us know what that is. Yeah. Chris, yes. 1989's License to Kill. I don't know that one. I'm not a Dalton guy, T. Dalton, but license. I mean, how's he even go? He didn't sing it. How's it even go? Got a license to kill, to kill. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that now. But I don't know who who sang that one. All right, Tim, you can steal. License to kill. Yeah, I know the song. I, I got a license to, to kill, to kill. To kill. <laughs> I remember that. Shit. I I can't think of who it is now when you say it. That would be Sans the Pips, Gladys Knight. Uh yeah, yeah. And according to this, Eric Clapton was supposed to have a theme song for that one, which fell through. They go to Gladys uh, Knight. The 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 logical choice after Eric Clapton yeah. is Gladys Knight. Yeah, he was writing the songs for *Lethal Weapon* three. <laughs> I had to say it. I had to say it. <laughs> probably. But it's probably me. <laughs> probably me. I feel like you guys are gonna roll through the rest of these, but Tim, 1995's *Golden Eye*. That would be uh, Tina Turner's. That is Tina. correct. You know, um, a couple weeks ago, I I took a drive out to. Uh, Arkansas. I was in Little Rock, and on my way back, I, I I took a took a detour to go to another historic site. But as I was heading back to the interstate, I drove through Tina Turner's birthplace, Nutbush, and because there's a song called and she sings it, and Nut other Bush. other people have done it. Nutbush city limits, outhouse, red house, tiba tiba tiba, and I'm sana, but um. Uh, it was, it was, it was not, Nutbush was literally like this. Welcome to Nutbush. I'm like, oh, I'm in, oh, I'm leaving Nutbush. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I, it was literally like uh, 200 feet wide. And right in the middle of Nutbush is like a cotton mill. And so everywhere, when you look around it, along the sides of the road, it looks like there's snow on the ground, but it's cotton. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. I was like, Nutbush City. I'm out. I'm gone. I'm done. <laughs> Tim, I'll ask you this for no bonus points. Who wrote GoldenEye? This I know, I think. Very famous. This I know. This. God, uh, that would be, if, I don't know if he's bugging you, because he doesn't want to bug you. Is it, <laughs> is it Bono? <laughs> Bono and The Edge. Yeah. The Edge. This. Yes. Yes. Chris, 1997's Tomorrow Never Dies. This one I know, because I have her autograph on my poster. We got, we got her on the poster. Is Cheryl Crow. Yep. Very good, Chris. We tried to get a two for that night. It was both her and uh, who was on? Who was on? Uh, wasn't um, was Tom Cruise? Lois Lane on the show. Who was on the show? Wasn't Wasn't Terry Hatcher also Ooh. on that Letterman? But we we didn't get Terry Hatcher for yeah because she was in that. she's in that and maybe they were both on for Bond maybe. Yeah, I don't I don't remember what I don't remember what the context of. But no, no, you know what? It, it wasn't for Bond. Terry Hatcher was there for Desperate Housewives, and Cheryl Crow was like, you know, 
Oh, I want to suck up the sun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tim and I saw Cheryl Crow this summer. We did. I've seen Cheryl Crow. No, that's the first time I've actually like, stood and watched Cheryl Crow do a show. But I've seen Cheryl Crow perform like four or five times. Like, and I'm always, I'm, I'm always in my head. I'm like, oh, Cheryl Crow. But when I'm watching, her, I'm like, ah, oh, Cheryl Crow. Yeah, yeah, I she's good. Saw a concert one time too. She's delightful. Yes. Uh, we are back to Tim, 1999's "The World Is Not Enough." Mm, I know what this is. Shit, the world is not enough. Uh, and there's a hint why I know who this is. <laughs> world is not enough. Oh my gosh. Tim, I don't know the band. I don't know the band. But I know the name. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know. Uh shit. That's not, Oh garbage. garbage. That's close. I was gonna say it's close. <laughs> garbage is correct. So that Do I didn't I like this office? song. I thought it was pure trash, and that's why I knew it was garbage things garbage. <laughs> that's how I knew it. You know what? Of the well, how many? I don't know how many Bond movies there've been. About a third of them are shit. <laughs> That's funny. About a third. <laughs> One out of every three. Uh, Chris, two thousand two's Die Another Day. That is Muduna. And that is correct. I want to die another, another day. day. And then she was had a cameo that in song. it too. Whatever. Yeah, I love yeah. that song. I love that movie. Chris and I. Uh, I, I have a I have a story about that, Chris. You you would remember this. Okay, we'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> Chris and I, Chris and I were going up to New York City to get. Uh, I think we were going up to one of the Big Apple concerts up there. The 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 the, the um, you know, the one that used to be in the church basement. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we were on our way, and we were in, I want to say Hellertown, and your car had a problem. Oh, it's coming back to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we turned we turned around <laughs> this, and went to the the Midas right across the street from the theater, from the theater, yeah. and to kill the time while they were fixing your car, we went into the into the theater. It wasn't the AMC? It was the other. What was it? The Grand Slam. And while we were there, your <laughs> mom brought your kid. This is her. I think it was just Caitlin. Just, I think yeah, just Caitlin to see a movie in the same theater. So we were in James Bond, unbeknownst to your daughter, your 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 toddler daughter. Yeah. And you kept saying, I feel so guilty. I'm like, why are you feel guilty? <laughs> You're like, I don't know. It's like I just feel guilty. I'm like I did. Yeah, I mean I did because I, I I don't I don't know what I I think I told my mom I don't think I told her we were going to fucking New York. And we were going there late later in the day. And I think I yeah, didn't I tell mean, her that. He, yeah. And the, it was yeah. I we were going up. I think we were trying to get like Chewbacca. There was Chewbacca. There was there were two people. There's Chewbacca and there was someone from Lord of the Rings. And we drove up there, but yeah, we turned around and we finally got up there. Like when, like within the last hour that the convention was yeah was happening. It was dark and we were going in and we got our you know stuff signed and then turned around and and drove back to. You know, from New York City in the in the dark. Yeah, yeah I think I think my mom was like, I think she went into, you know, she was watching watching her. For, you know, she has time limits. You know, I can only watch. You know, blah blah blah. And I think we were so late, and I think that's why I knew she was going to piss her off. But guess what? I got my autograph. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Jokes on you, mom. <laughs> Damn right. All right, Chris. Two thousand six. Casino Royale. Casino Royale. Yeah. I don't know that one. So you're passing? I'm passing that one. All right. Tim can steal. He knows this is my second favorite Bond song, but if you, if you look at like rankings, like, you know, the, the yahoos that, that feel the need to write the news. Uh, they 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 always put this one near the bottom, but this what? is uh, yeah. Uh, this is this is like Thunderball and this uh, is Chris Chris Cornell. 
It's you such know a great my song. name. It's so good. I remember, and that one was the one, and Chris and I, I remember I was standing in a mall, and Chris and I were arguing on <laughs> my my little- Shampoo Nokia. is better. Conditioner <laughs> yeah. is better. On my Nokia phone about Daniel Craig. Yeah. And and we had both seen it and it was like he was just like, I don't know. I just I need to see I need to see more of him. I need to know what's going on. Like it was like this whole thing. And I was like, this song and that animated credits and it ends like it's like it's Chris Cornell screaming, You know my name and Daniel Craig staring into the camera like you do not trifle with this man. And everybody was like, he's got blonde eyes. And he's staring right at you with his blonde eyes going, fuck you. <laughs> fuck I got you. blonde eyes. I could, I could see your willy. <laughs> I remember that, like this song going so well with, yeah. with him and it, that it was going to be grittier and he was going to be the toughest bond. He was going to be the bond that you were actually scared of. When you take a life, do you know what that means? <laughs> yeah, no. That's I love. I love that song. It's such a good song. Such a good song. Uh, back to Tim. 2008's Quantum of Solace. Is that the one, uh, Jack White? Yeah, Jack. Yeah, Jack. Jack White and Alicia Keys, right? The song "Another Way to Die" by Jack White. And Alicia Keys. I didn't, even, I I didn't, didn't like that, that song. song. Yeah, that's like that's like a song like he just like farted out. <laughs> Chris, 2012 Skyfall. This I think it's been a long time since Bond song sounded like a Bond song, and this is really good. Adele, she did a great job singing this song. It made it sound like it's an old like 70s, 80s kind of Bond song. It's the number number three number three song. Number three Bond. And has the honor of being the very first James Bond theme to win an Academy Award for Best Original Well deserved, song. too. We are almost done here. Specters. Smirsh. <laughs> 2015. Uh, me? Yeah. Uh, Sam Smith. Sam Smith. This, to me... Is at the bottom. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this one yeah. at all either. This is the one that Radiohead had done a song for, and they didn't get it ready in time. It's it's called Spectre, but Radiohead had was was going was reproached and was going to do the theme, and uh, it took them t- too long. And they're like, uh, like, get that other guy. That's get, in the get, trivia. Get get that get that get that man man Adele. Backed up by Tim, that is correct. Radiohead. Yep. And Chris, you can finish this out with uh, "No Time to Die" twenty twenty. I like this song a lot too. It was Billie Eilish and her brother? I guess. <laughs> Look at you. See, I know music. <laughs> I, you know what? I, uh, I don't remember the song at all. Yeah. I could not. It's, it's I could, good, I, I'm sure there's a. I'm sure there's an A, a B, and a C note in there, but I have no idea. <laughs> it sounds like a, like a Bond song too. It sounds like a pretty cool Bond song. Well, I, I I remember hearing it because the it was supposed to come out what in 2020. Yeah. And they released this. They released the theme song like you know sometime before, like thinking, oh, the movie will be out, and the movie got pushed back like two years. So. You know the the single had come and gone, and two years later the movie comes out, and I and I don't even remember. I only saw the movie once too. I, I don't even remember it. It's a long movie to sit through, um, but it's it's another Oscar winner uh, for her and her brother. So Billy Eilish is an Oscar winner thanks to this song. Oh, good for her. So the final score, Tim ten. Nope. Chris Seven. Oh, I did that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, didn't do some of the more obscure ones, but uh, I mean, that would have been rough. But uh, I, I know I listen to this kind of stuff all the time. I feel like we're all at least James Bond fans in some in some regard. I told Chris I even watched the reality show oh. that was on 
uh, Amazon Prime. It was basically the Amazing Race, but they kind of did a James Bond theme where the people were going on missions and there was all kinds of treacherous things. Some of the things people had to do were really, really freaking bonkers. Yeah. Um, it was good, though, and Brian Cox was kind of like the, I don't know, super villain. It was good. Yeah, I watched One the thing you need to I, do is... I didn't quite... There's that... Like a, it. <laughs> Oh, was was this a was this a streaming show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't care about that shit. <laughs> I, I I haven't even watched fucking Ahsoka at this point. That's two of us. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, thank you. Well, man. that's all I got. I got it on uh, Goldeneye the game and any other Bond kind of related stuff. So uh, thanks for. Thanks for making this a great episode, guys. You were great. Oh, thank you for bringing back these fucking awesome memories about sitting, you know, on a, on a hard ground for, you know, five hours straight playing Goldeneye. Yeah. It was awesome. Good times. Good times. Well, I I, I thought of this ending. Um, thank you for listening to Galaxy Outside the Galaxy. <laughs> Look at you, tennis shoe. Way to go. Way to go. Uh, well, from our galaxy to yours, we'll see you next time. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to Swick Presents Outside the Galaxy. Outside the Galaxy is a Neozaz.com production. For more great content and original productions, please visit Neozaz.com. Neozaz.com and Swick Presents Outside the Galaxy is proudly 100% listener supported. To learn how you can help support the work done by Neozaz.com and get access to exclusive content, please visit patreon.com slash Neozaz. To help support the show for free, please consider taking a couple minutes to leave a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you download this podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.